What's the deal? What's the deal? We back. It's your boy Gabe, Weapons of War Podcast. Glad that you're here with me. We're going to jump right into it. And I want to touch on two things real quick. The first being the court of public opinion. The second being cancel culture. They are pretty much one in the same because one, cancel culture is a direct result of the first being the court of public opinion. Now, when I look up, when I Google what cancel culture is, this is what I come up with. It says, per the Urban Dictionary, a modern internet phenomenon where a person is ejected from influence or fame by questionable actions. It is caused by a critical mass of people who are quick to judge and slow to question. It is commonly caused by an accusation, whether that accusation has merit or not. It is a direct result of the ignorance of people caused by communication technologies outpacing the growth and available knowledge of a person. Now, I believe toward the end of that definition, it goes a little, you know, to the left, but The most important part of this that I want to touch on is the part where it says it is commonly caused by an accusation, whether that accusation has merit or not. So basically it's saying if you are even accused of something that they want to completely eject you, just wipe you, just wipe you out. We don't want to hear your music. We don't want to see your shows. We don't want to hear you speak. We don't want to hear anything. And while I'm not against, while I'm not against how you say calling people out because it's also a thing called call lot culture, you know, it's too much going on right now. But I'm not against people being held accountable for what they do or did in certain cases because anytime you do say, think, or do whatever, you have to know that something is going to come from your actions, whether that be good or bad, and you have to be ready to receive whatever that is. Now, here we are where somewhere there is someone searching and going through the social media graveyard looking for things that you may have done that might not be considered very good. So they're going into those deep, dark places. They're going through looking for keywords, trying to find stuff about you that they could put out there that could possibly end your career. And while people have done things in their past that may need to be brought to the light now, my question is, why is it that the accusation alone is enough to so-called cancel people? Because I have to say this, while now we live in the social media era, when I was a child, and I'm pretty sure a bunch of you all, when you all were children, or not even children, teenagers, young adults, have done and or said things that, if brought to the light, would cancel you. It will probably get you fired, have people look at you sideways, and you're basically happy, I well, I would rather say ecstatic, that you didn't grow up in the age of social media where everything you did was documented. So you see, now you have people who have grown into successful adults who are attempting to live their life and make money, do, you know, live the American dream, so to speak. And then someone comes up with a tweet from 2002. If Twitter wasn't in existence in 2002, I apologize, just using it as an example.
and they may have said something that may be considered racist or may be racist. And here it is now, 18 years later, and people are appalled. Oh my God, how could you say that? How could you think that? How could you joke about that? In 18 years, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of things that I've said or done or that person has said and done that they don't feel the same way about. So to tear someone down based on something they may have said 18 years ago, just off an accusation, or if you have the tweet without context or allowing that person to say who, what, why, when, where, is crazy because we've all said things that may be considered wrong or offensive to someone. And I'm pretty sure even the people who are in the court of public opinion who are calling for people to be canceled would not want to be canceled themselves. They would want you to give them the chance to explain themselves or even for them to tell you that, hey, yeah, while I did say that then, I've grown so much since then and I don't even have that same mindset because we've all joked about things or about people or about classes of people. And in today's generation, in today's day and age, might not be considered great or acceptable. So we have to give other people the benefit of the doubt. But we do not give people the benefit of the doubt. I remember, I believe it was earlier this year, I believe his name is Matt Patricia, used to be a defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, received a head coaching job by the Detroit Lions. And then it came up that a million years ago, he had some accusation of sexual misconduct or abuse, something, some type of misconduct. And people were like, oh my God, the Lions didn't do their due diligence. They should have did this. They should have did that. How did they not know that? He shouldn't have a job. And I'm sitting back thinking, seriously? This was an accusation from many, 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 many years ago. And I do understand that depending on who you are, where you are, when it comes to the judicial system, things might not always go the way they are intended to go. So you may have done something. I may have had something done to me, but because the person who is the accused has some sort of stature or money, your accusation will stay an accusation, even though you were literally you know, done wrong. I do get that. But what I'm saying is, look at the evidence. Let's see things play out. Because while I'm not naive to say that that doesn't happen, that's not a 100% thing. So we have to really be careful with how we handle other people. Because how we handle other people is a direct reflection of how we want people to handle us. We might not see it that way. But even the Bible says, be careful of how you judge because that same judgment will befall you. So if it's saying that in the Bible, in the natural world, we should really expect that to happen. So let's say, let me get, well, let me give an example of something where I think the past is brought up and it may need to be brought up. Let's say, for instance, you're a politician and you preside over a certain demographic 
but something is brought up in your past where you're bashing and using racial slurs against that same demographic in which you are over. I get it how that needs to be brought up and you may even have to answer questions about that because no one wants someone ruling over them, so to speak, who doesn't like them. So if you're black (laughs) and the politician that's over your state or region or whatever has racist tweets or racist posts out there in the wild, you might want to question, okay, what's going on? Because if this is the way you feel, I'm really not too comfortable with you being over us. I 100% understand that. In that sense, I would even understand not necessarily canceling a person, but saying, yeah, you're not going to make it this time because we need to see that this is not how you feel. So you may have to wait until the next election and the fact that people aren't going to vote for you or you're not going to even be allowed to be the candidate for that said party because that is really, really damaging. Not to say that you don't think that, not to say that you still think that way, but something like that, you need to really prove that You don't think like that because many people say, oh, that's not how I feel. I don't think that way anymore. And they only say that so they can receive whatever it is they're trying to receive. So if I'm that politician and I really am racist, of course, I'm not going to say, well, yeah, that came out years ago, but I'm still racist now. I still have those views at this exact moment. And I'm going to be a racist even if you vote me into office pretty sure no one's going to say that. So sometimes I do believe that you have to publicly grow. Your growth has to be seen based on the vocation you took on. But in most cases, it's just accusations. And based off the accusation, the court of public opinion only doles out capital punishment. And that capital punishment is in the form of cancellation. Now, depending on how super you are, how super your star is, so to speak, you can't be canceled. For instance, Kanye. Kanye West, I've been seeing stuff about cancel Kanye West for a while. Clearly, Kanye West has not been canceled. People like R. Kelly. R. Kelly, during his, the height, the peak of his career, was uncancelable. Now, as his star has dulled out or whatever you want to call it he's pretty much out of there but you know he had many chances to correct his wrongs and I believe even now he's probably still saying he didn't do a lot of the things that he was accused of so you know in this case cancellation was almost the only option because he showed that he was a recidivist So until he comes to the realization that he's done wrong in himself, then it's not really anything that we or anyone else can do. But one question that I have is, why do people want to take this role to be in the court of public opinion? When the literal law sends you a jury summons, no one wants to be a part of that. But everyone wants to be a juror on the seat of the court of public opinion 
because people seem to have no other thing to do except put their phones in front of their face, sit in front of a computer screen, watch a television that's showing about someone else's life, what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're thinking. And granted, a lot of these celebrities and people put themselves out there for you to view them. My question is, why do people care? Because me personally, I've never been the biggest fan of reality TV. Well, in the form of watching people live their lives. When you have people displaying their talents, singing, creating artistic things, yeah, I can get behind some of those. But I don't want to keep up with anyone. I don't want to see the real housewives of any place. I don't want to see a basketball wife. I don't want to see a football wife. I don't want to see tattoo parlor life. I don't care to see any of that because I have my own life and I need to (laughs) worry about what's going on with me. I need to find out how I'm going to be successful, how I'm going to leave a legacy for my kids, how I'm going to take care of my wife, so on and so forth. So I don't really subscribe to the court of public opinion because there's too many things that I need to do and I need to take care of for me. But for those who are into everything everyone else does, they're liking every Instagram picture, they're retweeting every tweet. Why? What is the allure of watching other people? What is the allure of voyeurism? Why are we so compelled? Why do we care? I've seen people who have literal emotions, who are literally crying behind this person dying in a TV show, this person doing this or saying that. Why? Why are you so attached to other people's lives? And then when you are performing your role as a juror in the court of public opinion, why is it most of the time negative? Why is it that you want to see people canceled? Why is it that you don't want to see reform? Why is it that we don't want to give people a chance to explain themselves or tell you why they did what they did or why they said what they said? Why is it just an instant? No, you should have known better. And one thing that's sad, although I know in this day and age it's necessary, it's sad that We have to be on so many pins and needles because the smallest thing you say can offend somebody. And in 2019, well, going into 2020, if you offend someone, that's a fireable or cancelable offense. When sometimes it could just be people are hypersensitive nowadays. You know, I don't know who coined it, but the term politically correct is now a broad brush because politically correct, I'm I'm not even sure what that means. You have to be non-offensively correct. And while I understand you can't go around offending people, I'm more of a person who thinks that people people need to look at the intent, judge the intent of a person. Offense should only be offense if the intent intent of the person saying it or doing whatever it is was done it's malicious because some things I don't know what offends you you don't know what offends me so if I do something or say something that that is offensive to you 
something that I might not know is offensive to you, it shouldn't automatically be offensive, so to speak, because you should gauge my intent. Now, it's different if a person is throwing out racial slurs. If you're just throwing out racial slurs, racial slurs are meant to be offensive. If you're just maliciously talking about and degrading someone, degrading things are meant to be offensive. But some things are not meant to be offensive, but they do offend people. Now, if I say something to you that's offensive, that I don't know is offensive, and you tell me, hey, this is offensive to me, and I continue to say it, then that falls on me. But again, we we have to be more careful about that because the day is going to come up when someone finds something about you whoever the caretaker is for the graveyard of social media pulls up your grave and begins to unearth things that you thought you had done away with and you have to stand before the court of public opinion. I hope that you're okay that they give you the same justice that you gave other people. From a biblical aspect, the Bible says forgive a person 70 times 70. And that's basically just an example to say, forgive a person as long as they come to you from a sincere place and apologize. And that's to say you have to use wisdom also. You have to gauge the intent of a person because some people only are apologizing because they got caught for something, while other people are literally apologizing because they did not mean to offend or to harm you in any way. But things happen because we're not perfect. And that's the thing that bothers me with cancel culture. Cancel culture and the court of public opinion hold people to perfect standards, saying that you have to know this at all times. You have to be aware of this at all times. And if anywhere there's a gap in your life or a gap in your understanding of a certain social norm or climate, then, hey, you're getting canceled We're letting you go, and you just should have known better. You know, it was good having you around. You had a great time. It was fun, but we have to let you go. And again, we have to allow room for people to grow, knowing that we ourselves are not perfect. So, I do realize that the court of public opinion, while it has always been in existence, and it always will be, has only really gotten more powerful during the social media era. Because back before social media existed, when you saw things on TV or heard about things on the radio, everybody formed their own opinions and within your little clique or circle You may have discussed it, passed it around a little bit and come up with, you know, your conclusion. But it wasn't until the social media era that everyone's clique finds a place to deliberate, which is called social media. And then they pass a judgment that goes from every corner of the earth simultaneously. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm downplaying or down talking rather social media because social media itself is innocent social media cannot do anything in and of itself it's like a gun 
Guns don't shoot people. People shoot people. So social media is not a thing that's hurting people. It's people using it. Let me just rewind. People are weaponizing social media because you have people who sit behind computers, who sit on park benches and school buses holding their cell phone, and they're putting out things that they would never, ever, ever think to say to a person. And they're doing things like this because it's okay. They've been empowered because anonymity can be a great thing and it can also be a bad thing when I know no one knows who I am besides the avatar that I have up for my profile then I'm empowered to say things that I would never say because okay it's okay because people don't know that it's me and in that sense I think social media is bad that's when it's being weaponized because if you were to go meet this person face to face, you will probably never say to them or repeat to them what you wrote on a social media post. But again, anonymity creates giants. And most of the people in the court of public opinion are anonymous. You don't know who they are. All you know is a social media handle. All you know is an avatar of Thanos. And that's who's out to cancel you. Or to bring all your dirt to the surface and throw it out there. All while not exposing themselves. (laughs) Sidebar. I always wanted to know, would the people at TMZ be okay if people TMZ them? Meaning, how they're waiting for people when they come out of restaurants, grocery stores, malls, taking pictures of them perched in a tree 200 yards, looking over their gate while they're on, you know, at home, at the pool. Would they be okay if people aired out everything they do? Just a question, because I don't, I don't know. Should I ever meet? Harvey Lyman, Lemon, Harvey, whatever, whatever his name is, or anyone else on TMZ, I'm going to ask them, would they be okay if people did to them what they do to other people? Should you all find out? Let me know. Throw something up in a comment. You know, email us, wildpod1, gmail.com. If you have any questions or anything, just to throw this out, selfless plug, shameless plug, however the saying goes, email us at wildpod1, that's W-O-W-P-O-D number one at gmail.com. Give us some questions, some comments. You might help us have a topic for a future show. But back to the court of public opinion. I don't want to be that person who says that I have never been in the court of public opinion because we all have been. As a matter of fact, we all are because the things that we see, we all have an opinion about it. Everything you see, you have a thought about it. But, you know, if you're coming from a mature place, you understand that people need room to grow. And then sometimes people do things that are just ridiculously egregious 
And you're like, oh my God. And while that person does need the same forgiveness and opportunity to grow as others, this falls into the category of saying, okay, anything that you do or say, you have to be ready to receive what comes from it. Life is cause and effect. Whatever you cause, you have to be prepared to handle the effects thereof. And a lot of times people think that what they do is innocent when in actuality it might have been a bit reckless. I liken it to the movie The Wolf of Wall Street (laughs) where the character that Leonardo DiCaprio played, he was under the influence of drugs and he drove his car home. And when he, they showed him driving his car home, he made it home perfectly. He parked his car, got in the house, and got in the bed. He was woken up the next day by the police, and he was, like, confused about what happened. And when they showed his car, it was wrecked, a total mess. Then they flashed back and showed how he actually made it home, and he about tore up half the neighborhood. And that's how a lot of us live our lives. We live our lives thinking that we're just strolling on down, doing everything the correct way. But those who are around us, those who are affected by us are being damaged. And when people show up to our doorstep with the truth, we really don't want to handle it or we act like we are clueless to whatever could you be talking about. And in that sense, that's a good thing for this so-called call-out culture, cancel culture, or a good thing that the court of public opinion exists for those exact reasons like that. Because a lot of times, not all celebrities, but people of stature, some of them can feel like they're untouchable. Or even some of us who who don't have that platform can feel untouchable if we are allowed to continuously get over, to continuously, you know, be shown mercy, so to speak. And while being a Christian, I know that even God shows mercy. Sometimes his mercy doesn't extend completely over everything that we do. And we have to suffer the consequences of our actions. You know, because we don't want to take advantage of God's grace. And in that same example, it's people who take advantage of the grace of the law or the grace of their stature or they understand or they believe that because I have X amount of zeros in the bank that I can buy my way out of anything. So there is a need for someone or something, in this case, the court of public opinion, To put a stop to this because let's say you're an artist, take like R. Kelly, while he's out there making money, money, money for a record label, they may look over the fact that he's molesting people because after watching his docuseries or whatever, you see that people knew about what he was doing, but clearly (laughs) because he's putting food on people's table by his talent, his talent And the revenue that he was bringing in was causing people to ignore the fact of what he was doing. And it wasn't until things and times changed where we're in this social media age and the court of public opinion's voice got louder. Then it started Me Too movements, you know, uh, the mute R. Kelly's and whatnot. And it reached 
a greater audience due to the instantaneous reach of one tweet or one Instagram or one Facebook or one Snapchat post, things started to move along. Whereas, can I say that it would have automatically had the same effect in the 90s had social media existed? I can't say that 100%, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of things would have been cut short if social media would have existed at an earlier time than it did. But on the flip side of that, like I say, we need to sometimes take more than accusations and exact permanent judgment on people. And we also have to stop bringing stuff up. If an accusation was 30 years ago, unless we know that it's an accusation that was covered up based on the stature of a person, we have to stop bringing stuff up. If you do something 30 years later and then people say, well, you know, he got accused of it 29 years ago. Just because you were accused of something and something similar to that comes up does not automatically say that you did it. We have to take things and let things play out. We have to pay more attention and be more responsible with information that we have. We have to be. You know, because, again, you don't want the same judgment placed on you that you're placing on other people. So we got to do better. Got to, got to, got to. And I would also say, people, we have to stop putting ourselves in position where things can be brought up <laughs> about us in our past. And, you know, is while I'm not saying it's like I expect you to be perfect again, because you're not, I am not, we have to make better decisions. Especially in the day and age that we live in. Because you do not want the caretaker of the social media graveyard to find your grave, to find the skeletons in your closet and bring them to the forefront. You do not want that to happen. So make better choices. And I'm going to leave it there because that's basically it. I really just wanted to speak about and bring some awareness to those people who choose to sign up for jury duty in the court of public opinion to let you know that it's okay to give people forgiveness. It's okay to give people room to grow. Oh, hold on. I almost forgot. One particular thing that I really wanted to highlight was, I don't remember the people's names, but you had that court case where the guy was in his apartment or whatever, black guy, and then the white cop came in and shot him. And I believe she had some type of defense of she thought it was her apartment, this, that, and the other. But fast forward to the court proceedings, and the guy who was shot, his brother was on the stand, and he said that he forgives the young lady, and he hopes that she finds forgiveness and she finds Jesus. The court of public opinion went crazy. I don't think they tried to cancel him, but I know from what I was looking at that he got drugged through the mud for the stance that he took because 
he opted to forgive this woman and offered her Christ and instead of bashing or being angry or calling for her to be, you know, killed or put in jail for the rest of her life. Now, speaking of the sentence she got, if you want to say something about the sentencing, I get that, how it may have been a little light. However, he had nothing to do with the sentencing, but just for the simple fact that he chose forgiveness over hatred, people went nuts. And I did not understand that. Well, let let me not say this. Let me not say that. From a Christian standpoint, I understand because Christianity is rooted in forgiveness because God had to forgive us for us to be able to receive him. But I guess people feel peer to peer, depending on what you do, that forgiveness is not afforded to certain people. I even saw someone say something about this is what the black church teaches. Forgiveness should have no color. Forgiveness should have no anything other than the fact of you did something that was wrong toward me or offensive toward me. And I understand that you are not perfect and that I'm not perfect and I forgive you. Even if the thing that the person did was meant to be malicious, even if the person did it on purpose just to offend you or to offend someone close to you, you should still offer that person forgiveness because innately no one is bad and everyone who is acting out, be it through uh, criminal activities or just how they speak or what they do is a form of them throwing some type of a tantrum. And that's just attached to some trauma that they went through and them not knowing how to release that trauma or heal from that trauma. But that's that's an entirely different matter. That's enough for a show in itself, which we will speak about trauma and mental health and all that. And in this case, the woman shot the guy for whatever reason. She could not handle what had happened or what was going on in their situation. And while I'm not saying it's right or justified in what she did, only speaking about the stance that the brother had as far as forgiveness, that is where we should all strive to be. And I'm not saying I'm at that point. I would like to think that I am. But the only way for you to know that you're at that point is to go through something and then show that forgiveness. But I personally think that he was one of the most stand up people that we could ever speak of, because who would think that something like this would happen and the brother of the victim would take that stance? I'm pretty sure none of us thought that. I'm pretty sure we were all shocked because I was shocked but I was shocked in a good way. I wasn't angry at him. I was like, wow, I pray that should I ever, God forbid, get put in anything like that or remotely close to that, that I could show forth forgiveness like that because that is truly showing forth the character of God in a situation like that. I can only hope that that's the stance that I would take. So people like him need to be in a court of public opinion. While she does have to face, you know, whatever comes with her decision, she could at least know from him 
that she's forgiven. And hopefully the fact that he forgave her and she knows that he forgave her because he said it publicly, prayerfully that opens her up and softens her heart to where she can truly see what she did was wrong and know that in the midst of her wrong that there is still love for her and that can help in her rehabilitation. But if all you see is the hate, you know, behind what you do, that may stunt your growth. So hats off to you, young man. I truly do apologize that I cannot remember your name because this popped up in my, in my mind right now. But on that note, <laughs> I'm going to leave you because I've said everything that I needed to say. Again, please, please, please email us so we can get your ideas. Tell us what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Give me ideas for shows. What do you want to hear? 2020 coming up. Got a lot of big things planned. But until then, again, weapons of war. This is your boy Gabe. Peace.